verse number 14. And we began talking about how that Peter tonight is giving his second sermon in our text tonight. And he's giving this sermon to more of the Jews, alright? And we talked about how Peter is now driving home the fact of what these Jews had done to Christ. And we talked about how that it was beginning to settle conviction down in their heart for what they had done to Christ. Now, as we looked at those things tonight, we begin reading in verse number 14, where the Bible says, But ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. Now, here we see these Jews at this time, and what they're waiting for tonight is they're waiting for a king. Alright? We know that tonight in our Bibles. And they're waiting for a king who would come and rule with power. But see, the king had come tonight in which they had been waiting for. And Jesus Christ will be the king of kings and lord of lords. He's going to rule and he's going to reign tonight. Uh, And all tonight, while they are looking for the king, the king was born in a manger tonight. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. So this was not the way they were expecting the king to come in. But this is the way that God had chosen for Christ to come into the world. So what Peter is now bringing home to these Jews is the fact that they had killed their king. Alright? He's telling them, the, telling them tonight how they had denied Christ who's to be the king. And not only is he telling them that they denied the one in whom they were waiting for, he was telling them that they had had him killed and they let a murderer go whose name was Barabbas. Now, they had let this guilty man go and they crucified the Savior of the world. And even though you and I know that this was God fulfilling His Word tonight, these Jews could not understand this at this time. But God tonight is about to bring them to an understanding. He's about to open up their blinded eyes just like He opened up your and our eyes one day. Amen. Ain't you glad tonight, friend, when you and I were blind that Christ opened up our eyes and showed us our need of a Savior tonight. Friend, that's our God. Alright, we were on our way to a devil's hell. But at any rate, tonight, Peter is telling these Jews tonight that they were guilty for the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. And you'll see that as we read the next verse. We read verse 15, where the Bible says, And killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. He was bringing home to them the fact tonight that they were guilty for the shedding of the blood of Christ. So some people may say this is harsh when we preach like this, but it's right. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us are guilty for the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, friend, He died for your sin and my sin tonight. Well, the Bible said in Romans 3 and 19, Now we know that what things ever the law saith is saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. But aren't you glad when when we realized that we were guilty of the blood of Christ? Aren't you glad that we realized that Christ died for us, had mercy and had grace as He hung there on the cross for us? Friend, we cried out to God and He saved you and I that are saved tonight from a devil's hell. Well, Peter is telling these Jews their guilt tonight. He was telling them they killed the Prince of Life. And if you're here and if you're lost tonight, you had part in killing Christ. 
Alright, so Peter tells him that. Then we read in verse 16 where he talks about the lame man. The Bible says in verse 16, And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of Yah. So this lame man had somehow had faith in Christ. Somehow. Even though I said what I said last week, I believe I was wrong. This man put his faith in Christ uh, somehow, some way tonight. He did that. And he believed that through Christ he could be healed. Just like it's through Christ and through Him only tonight that a lost person can get saved. Now, these Jews saw this lame man walking. Peter's telling them about how they could have a change in their lives. And if you're here and you're lost, Christ can change you tonight. He's the only one that can. He can make you something new. Wash away your sin tonight. But you've got to call upon Him. So we read all that. Read verse number 17 as well. Where the Bible said, And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. So these Jews hung Christ on the cross through ignorance tonight. And that ignorance came because they just would not listen to the prophets of old tonight. That's simply it, which is how much ignorance, uh, which is how ignorance comes about in the first place, is by lots of times not listening. I know when I was a teenager, I made most of my mistakes by not listening to mom and dad because mom and dad didn't know anything. They knew more than I thought they did. They know more than you think they do. They All right, so anyhow, so if they had known they were crucifying Christ tonight, they wouldn't have hung Him on the cross. But they had time after time after time been told to listen. This was their king. So not only tonight, I mean, Christ could have gave them a better life. But not only is the better life He gives, it's life more abundantly tonight. Ain't you glad of that? Well, let's read verse number 18 tonight. Dig back in to the Word of God. The Bible said, But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all His prophets that Christ should suffer, He has so fulfilled. Now let's slow down tonight. I've got a whole lot to get into and I'm going to do it very fast. So Peter is telling these Jews tonight that this had to happen just like the Old Testament prophets had stated. Jesus Christ had come to the earth. He had done many miracles before the Jews. The Word of God said that He would and He did. Jesus Christ had died and rose again. And not only did those things happen, but those things were shown. The Bible said that. So the Bible said in this verse tonight, which God before had showed. So He had shown those things by the prophets in the Old Testament. And the Jews has had, has had those prophecies shown unto them, but they would not listen tonight uh, as the prophets prophesied and told forth what was going to happen. Alright? So He had been prophesied about in Genesis 3.15, Christ had, where the Bible says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. And thou shalt bruise his heel. That is a prophecy of Lord Jesus Christ. He will bruise Satan's heel. So God revealed to Abraham as well that Christ should be born in Israel. And that happened in Genesis 49 and 10, where the Bible said this The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. 
Shiloh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and unto him shall be shall the gathering of the people be. Now listen tonight, I'm going to state this, and I'm going to state it again. God will gather His people Israel. Alright? Uh, I state that, I'm going to say it again. So I'm not going to read all the Scripture, but it was made known unto David that Christ would be born through His lineage. You find that in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 16. He came in the line of David. It was revealed to Micah and to Malachi tonight that Christ would come. Being made known to Daniel that Christ would come. And, and many of the other prophets, uh, prophets prophesied about Christ as well. And you know tonight, all that came to pass. Every bit of that. Just like it's been revealed to you and me tonight that Jesus Christ is coming back. To get his right. How can we believe that tonight by the way? Because all the rest of it had come to pass. That too will come to pass one of these days. Hey friend, if you're ready to go tonight, ain't you glad that the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 15 and 52, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. That's faster than that right there. Hey, friend, we're going to be changed one day. Uh, we're going to be raised incorruptible. We're going to live with Jesus Christ. What a day that's going to be. Friend, it's good to be saved. Amen. So all that had come to pass. Christ came. Christ died. Christ bled. He rose on the third day. And just as sure as that happened, He's coming back to get His bride. He hasn't forgot about you and me tonight. Hey, friend, He is coming back. Alright, so it's known in the Scriptures tonight, God had made known His plan and His purpose regarding His Son. And the prophecies were fulfilled. Alright, how do we know they were fulfilled? Matthew 5 and 17 says this, uh, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Then the Bible said in John 19 and 30, When Jesus therefore received the vinegar, He said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now Christ cried out on the cross, it is finished. Well, what was finished just exactly? Everything that they prophesied about is now finished. Not everything, but concerning the coming of Christ there and his death. So he had fulfilled the law you and I can never feel. And he came in tonight the way the prophet said he would. Peter is now telling them this tonight to teach these Jews that they need to repent of their sin, repent of what they're guilty for, and they need to turn to Lord Jesus Christ, who's the King they've been waiting on. Alright, so it's Christ who is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And we know that, the Bible said in Revelation 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship Him, whose names are not written in the book of life, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Alright, so every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. I don't care whether saved or lost. They are going to recognize Christ as Lord. Now, tonight, uh, they won't recognize Him as Lord like you and I. You and I recognize Him tonight as our Lord, our God, our Savior. They're going to bow and they're going to be sorry at that time. And they're going to have to realize that Christ is God. And it's going to be a sad day. A very sad day for them. So we see Peter saying all this tonight. Now let's read verse 19. I'm going to try and slow it down. The Bible said, Repent ye therefore and be converted, 
that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing. If you underline your Bible, you ought to underline that. Times of refreshing uh, shall come from the presence of the Lord. All right. Now, Peter is telling these Jews to repent. And as I've said before, I say again, repentance is still right in 2022. I think that's the year we're in. It's one of them years. And there's a whole lot going on in this verse. And I'm going to try and keep this as right as I can. Now, we know that as we've been saying tonight, Peter is speaking to the Jews that are here. There's a lot of folks confused the us and they say, well, these were the Gentiles. No, these are the Jews tonight. That he's dealing with in our text. So if we're going to understand this tonight's context, we've got to realize though, this is not just to an individual. This is to a nation. The nation of Israel. That is very important to understand. So what Peter is calling for here in our text is he's calling for Israel as a nation to repent. Alright? So at this time, he's not talking to Gentiles. And now this repentance that he's talking about is for them to acknowledge the wrong they've done and turn from that wrong and turn to Christ. The Bible tells what happens if they would do that. The Bible said, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That's what he said. Now it's here that if these Jews would repent of their sin then it's God that would blot out their sin just like He promised in Isaiah 43 and 25 where the Bible says, I, even I, am He that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sin. Now I know tonight that that was for Israel, but aren't you glad that when a person repents of their sin tonight, Jesus Christ does not remember the sin anymore. Ain't you glad tonight He don't hold it against you? Amen. It's clear. Amen. It's gone tonight. You know, I believe tonight that if we as Christians get hold of that, we can shout every time we come to the church house and shout every time we were not in the church house too. Well, the Bible makes this plain as well. Alright? Where the Bible says in Luke 13, 3-5, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. He is calling for repentance. The Bible says in Luke 13 and 4, those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam found slew them, thinking that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem. Uh, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall likewise perish. Once you repent, the sin's gone. Boy, I like that right there. And since the Lord puts so much emphasis on the word repentance, don't you think it's necessary in today's time? Well, the answer to that question is yes, and it don't matter if you agree or not, the Bible's right. Amen. So to repent, what does it mean? To turn from sin and turn to Christ. I've read books on repentance and I've left scratching my head at what they've said. I don't even know what they're talking about. It's simple. Turn from sin and turn to Christ. It's repentance tonight. Alright, it's important to know, keep it in your mind. So it's to do what the Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 1 and 9. The Bible said, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had to you, and have ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and the true God. That's repentance. It means to put the idols down that you had in your life before you got saved. It means to turn to Christ. It means to put Jesus first in this life and for Him not to play the second fiddle tonight. Amen. He's not to play the second fiddle and you're in our life. Alright, so we repent. Our sin will be blotted out. Alright, so it means a change of direction as well. Repentance does. 
And that word blot out is taken from the practice of creditors in the Old Testament. I thought this was neat. I want to share it with you. So what the creditors would do is that a debt was recorded on wax during Bible days. According to historians now. Alright. So the debtors paid their account. And when that debtor paid the account, the debt wasn't just canceled. It was wiped away. It's clean like it never been there. There was no record of it anymore. Friend, may I say to you tonight, that's what Christ done your sin and my sin. It's not there anymore. It's gold. We've got clean slate after you get saved. Amen. I like that. Don't you? Amen. Alright. So, that's what would happen there. And if you're saved, the debt's been paid. If we'd stop looking at self, we could sure have victory in Christ. Alright, so Peter's telling these Jews to repent. And they can have all that they had done in their past behind them if they would. So Peter says that, then he says this. I'm going to slow down way down now because there's a lot to mention here. Now look in this verse. The Bible, uh, Peter says, When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. What's he talking about here? If you'll remember tonight, this is Peter's second sermon. All right, he does not mention the outpouring of the Holy Spirit again. Not for all people, okay? Because this is another message for another time that will come to pass. This is address, this address that Peter's given is national. We've said that, and for the children of Israel, as we said before. So this message speaks of another day. Now get a hold of this: that the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon. Israel as a nation. Okay? Much like it did on Pentecost, this will not be for Gentiles. It will be for Israel. And it's at this time of refreshing that the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon who? Israel. I heard somebody say it. So, if anybody tells you that God's done with Israel, i got a real big word you can tell. Amen. Because He's not done with Israel. Alright? So it's at this time of refreshing. Many things will be restored unto Israel. And this will take place in the preparation for the millennial kingdom to come in. Alright? There will be many Jews turned to Christ during this time. Friend, yo, we don't really know how close we are. They're already going back over. They're already turning. And many will turn to Christ. We are seeing this. Part of this fulfilled before our eyes. Now, I'm not a prophet, okay? I'm just, I'm just telling you what we say. Alright, so this will be fulfilled just like He came and died and bled for us tonight. The Bible said in Matthew 5 and 18, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. God's going to fulfill this thing. And also when dealing with Israel, the Bible said in Romans 11, 26 through 27, And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of sign the deliverer, that's Lord, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sin. The day is coming, and uh, uh, that, and then the Bible said in Ezekiel eleven sixteen through 17, I'm trying to go slow, don't keep you here all night. The Bible says, therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, although I have cast them far off among the heathen, and although I have scattered them among the centuries, Talking about the Jews, yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in the countries where they shall come. 
Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you've been scattered and I'll give you the land of Israel. Israel was scattered. And they're still scattered in our day tonight. But as far as I can tell, at this time of refreshing tonight, boy, this gets good. At this time of refreshing, they'll be gathered together at that time. They'll be back in the land of Israel. And I want to give you some history before I get too big into this. So Israel was not even a nation until May of 1948. Am I right? All right. So before that time, there was no Israel. All right, as far I'm talking about the, the nation, Israel. So what that means is the Jews were people with no government. All right, they were with no land of their own for that time. But now for 25 centuries bet, or better, which is 25 to 100 years or however long it be now, it's been longer than that now probably, but uh, they've been scattered all throughout the earth. But at this time that we read, God will provide them a sanctuary. And He's going to do that Right in the middle of all of their enemies. Now that's amazing to me. There'll be people fighting all around them and they're going to be safe in that millennial kingdom age there, or right, right before that. So they'll be gathered back to their homeland. I know I said that. I want to make this clear. The Bible said in Ezekiel 20 and 34, And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein you are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. Ezekiel 20 and 41 says this, For in mine holy mountain, in the mountain of the height of Israel, saith the Lord God, There shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, serve me. There will I accept them, and there will I require your offerings and the first fruits of your oblation with all your holy things. I don't understand all there is to know about that, but I do know they're going back to Israel. Alright, so what God is doing in our text, He's guaranteeing these Jews by the mouth of Peter that all this will come to pass. They're going to be gathered back in their land tonight. There's a whole lot more to be said about this. But I, I mean, this promise was to Abraham. Alright? And we know that God told him He was going to give them the land. And it's been stated as well, historians say, uh, Bible historians, that the land given to Abraham will be about 300,000 square miles. That's a lot of land. And it's also been said that the land that they will have during the millennium is ten times more than what they had before. But the main thing to keep in mind is they will occupy the land of promise. Alright, so he's going, God is going to gather Israel from the nations, and we're seeing some of that today. Alright, I mean, friend, right before the temple gets built over there, I believe we're going to be called out of here. The temple's there, pieces are there. Friend, man, what a day. It's coming soon. Well, he's going to gather Israel from the nations. We're seeing that take place that'll occur after the rapture when they're all gathered, all right. So all that we see after all this, then Luke 1, 32 through 33 will be fulfilled. The Bible said, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. That will happen after the rapture during this time. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The Jews had denied their king. And they had even had him crucified. And right now, Peter is telling these Jews, basically in a nutshell, all these things. It's as even as they had Jesus crucified, they cried out. Remember this? The Jews cried out while he's on the cross. 
Don't put the king of the Jews over his head. I wonder why he's standing there. That's just showing another prophecy is going to be fulfilled. Amen. They didn't want that put above his head. What is written was left there. So Christ will be king of the Jews. Amen. And when God sits upon its throne, Israel will recognize its king. So that lets you and me know tonight that God has not forgotten his people. Amen. God will never forget his people. Amen. And so these promises he made to Abraham in Genesis 12 and 3. Where the Bible says, And I'll bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. There's coming a time where every nation will give an account to what they have for what they've done to Israel. Amen. That's coming. Alright. The day is coming as well when the nation of Israel will be saved. But I'm glad just to be able to say, just like he's not forgotten about them, child of God, he's not forgotten about them. Thank God. Well, you and I that are saved are going to live in a new heaven and a new earth. That was for the Jew, but brought down for little Gentile dogs like us. Man, what a Savior tonight. Just remember tonight, even though there are times it may seem like God has forgotten about us, just like He ain't forgot about the nation of Israel, He ain't forgot about you. Hey, thank God for the prophecies that will come to pass and have come to pass. It's because of those promises of our Bible. You and I know tonight, we're heaven, we, we that are saved are heaven bound with the hammer down like Maze Jackson used to say. And if you don't know that heaven's your home, you ought to know before you leave the building. But friend, if you know it's your home, you ought to shout. Hey friend, all this is going to come to pass. Well, thank God tonight for the promises of our little Word of God. Hey friend, I tell you what, I pick this book over any book that you can ever read. Everything in here is coming to pass one day. Hey, Israel will be gathered over there. God will be on the throne. But not